Well, hello everyone. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Prophetess Amanda and I have a word for you. I know that this word is going to bless you for it has blessed me and I pray that you would share it with someone and I believe too that they will be blessed. This passage of scripture comes from uh, the book of Mark, the 10th chapter, the 46th through the 52nd verse. And I um, am not going to read it all in its entirety, but I pray that you would read it when you have time. And I know that it is going to bless you. Um, as I was putting this message together, I thought of an old hymn that I would hear when I was a young girl. And it, if I could sing it, I would. But it says, one man sat along beside the highway begging. His eyes were blind, the light he could not see. Now, I don't know, you may or not uh, remember hearing that song, but that's what came to mind as I was putting this together. But here in this text, Jesus is on the scene and Jesus is leaving the city of Jericho and he comes face to face with a blind beggar. What really grabbed me about this, uh, it grabbed my attention with this text was that this man was referred to by his name and his issue, blind Bartimaeus. Now, you know, oftentimes in the scripture, we find uh, that those that have had life-changing encounters with Jesus were not always mentioned by their name, but by their issues alone. But in this passage, he's referred to by both, blind Bartimaeus. Other instances, you know, in the Bible, uh, where they were solely issued I mean, solely referred to by the issuer, the woman with the issue of blood, the man with the withered hand, the woman caught at the um, well, the woman at the well, and the woman caught in adultery, and so many more. But this particular day, blind Bartimaeus, he is hanging out in his usual spot begging for alms. Now, I presume that because blind Bartimaeus cannot see but he hears a ruckus in, uh, uh, in, his, in his midst. And he inquires as to what in the world is going on. Someone from this crowd tells him, Jesus is headed this way. He is leaving Jericho and he's headed to Jerusalem. He hears this information. And with that, he begins to make some noise. He begins to cry out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When we need something from the Lord, we have to do something. We need faith and we need corresponding action. We got to say something and we got to be willing to do something because faith without works is dead. If you're not willing to do anything different, you're going to continue to get the same results. Hallelujah. But this man, he starts to cry out. But the crowd attempts to silence him. And he begins to cry out even the more. Shut up, old blind man. Be quiet. But blind Bartimaeus is consistent about crying out to Jesus. I have a question for you today. Have you ever been in a dire situation and you cried out to Jesus because you know if God does not move on your behalf, that this situation could kill you. It could destroy you. Hallelujah. 
but only to hear folks say that you're making too much noise. They tell you things like it doesn't take all that. Are you doing too much? But they really don't know or understand how desperate you are for God to move in on your situation. They want to silence your cry out for help. They want to silence your cry out for healing. They want to silence your cry for restoration of your family and or your deliverance. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says to call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not of. The Bible declares that Jesus stopped. Jesus stood still. Blind Bartimaeus got Jesus' attention. When you and I call on the name of Jesus, when we speak to him, he will stop, he will hear us, and he will move on our behalf. He will hear and respond to the cry of each one of his children. What father would hear his children cry out in desperation or in need of him and turn a deaf ear. Hallelujah. The father will summons us. He will speak to us and he will reassure us, comfort us and provide for us. He will even hear our faintest cry. Hallelujah. It amazes me. Whenever we need something from the Lord, there are always those religious folks to tell us that it doesn't take all that. It doesn't take all that shouting. It doesn't take all that praising. It doesn't take all that dancing and all that worshiping. Sometimes it takes a shout to loose you of that soul tie that you've been in for years. Sometimes it takes a dance, hallelujah, for the chains to literally fall off you. Because, you know, if they really knew what you had to go through to get to where they are, if they really knew the point that you were in your life, if they really knew the testimony that you have not shared yet with anyone, they just don't even know and understand your story. The more they told this blind man to shut up, the more he cried out. The more he cried out to the Lord, the more they told him to shut up and to sit down, old man. I believe that this blind man, blind Bartimaeus, I believe he had the attitude and I'll become even more indignified than this. My cry would only get louder. If you think I'm loud now, if when my desire comes to fruition, Hallelujah. My cry is going to get louder than this. If Jesus, if the need and desire to get what you need from Jesus aggravates you at this point, wait until the Lord manifests everything that I'm believing in for. My praise will only get louder. It's amazing how your needs for Jesus aggravates or agitate other people but as long as you and I are in a dark place as long as you are depressed and anxious and emotional as long as you haven't received your breakthrough yet as long as your children are acting a fool as long as your household is all jacked up they're gonna walk on by you hallelujah and look the other way and then go and talk about how horrible you look but tell someone not today. I want to tell you this. You have got to first get 
delivered from people. Refuse to be distracted by what folks are saying around you and mute out the meaningless chatter of the naysayers. You have to know with all shadow of doubt that you and I have the power to stop Jesus. We have the power to get Jesus's attention. We have the power to get his attention and bring about life changing encounters in our lives. Getting Jesus's attention results in miracles, breakthroughs, healing, deliverance, freedom, victory, and restoration. Hallelujah. One thing for sure is that the Father knows what we are in need of before we even utter a word. Jesus knew beforehand that he was going to come face to face with this blind man. He knew that he was going to encounter him. He knew that he was going to cross his path. But verse 51 says, Jesus answered and said to him, what will thou that I should do unto thee? God wants to be needed. But first, we have to be willing to admit what we need from the Lord. Hallelujah. What is it? What is it on today that you need Jesus to do? What is it? That you need him and you know that if he doesn't deliver you, it could destroy you. At some point, you and I have to acknowledge that we cannot stay where we are. We cannot stay in the same condition. We cannot stay in the same state of mind. We cannot stay broke, stay in need. Hallelujah. Stay in an abusive relationship or a hostile environment. Are you ready for change? Because if you are, all you have to do is ask. All you and I have to do is invoke the presence of God. All you have to do is get Jesus' attention. Jesus is never too busy to come and see about you. No service, no signal, no weak connection. Jesus said that he is near to the brokenhearted. He is near and he is here to deliver us and to save us. Jesus is there when we need him. Hallelujah. He will not fail us. He will not falter. And guess what? There is no fear when Jesus is present. The Bible says in Matthew 28 and 20, Lo, I am with you always. Jesus is here right now. Jesus is in this, this room and Jesus is here to deliver. I declare that we don't have to wait for the troubling of the water. We don't have to wait anymore to touch Jesus by the hem of his garment. We can touch him through our fate. Lo, I am with you. Just call the name Jesus, for it is written that whosoever call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved, shall be freed, shall be healed, shall be delivered. I'm glad that you and I serve a whosoever and whatsoever kind of God. He picks us up. 
He changes our condition. He changes our state of mind. Hallelujah. When you and I call on the name of Jesus, all of Satan's powers are broken. I prophesy today that the powers of the enemy is destroyed off of our lives. I prophesy that the enemy that you see today, you will not see him tomorrow. I prophesy that God is concerned about the situation that you are dealing with today. And I prophesy that right now, Jesus is moving on your behalf. I declare that God is giving you a new start today. I declare to you today that there is no name that is greater. There is no name that is stronger than the strong name of Jesus. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for every listener, God. I thank you that whatever it is that they are going through, God, you have already given us everything we need to overcome. God, I thank you for victory in every area of their lives, God. I thank you that this situation will not overcome them, God. I thank you that even before it even happened, God, you knew that they would be here in Jesus' name. God, we call on you, God. We call on your name today, God, and we summon you to every situation, God, that we're facing today, knowing that with you, God, we can do all things, God, in and through you, God. And we thank you for the power and we thank you for the authority that we have, God. We cast every imagination that would exalt itself against the knowledge of you, God. We cast it in the pit of hell, God, where it cannot form. And we thank you that no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. Hallelujah. We thank you for the victory, even in advance, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And thank you, God. Good morning. This is Prophetess Amanda with your prophetic moment. I have a word this morning that I know is going to bless you. I would ask that you would share it with your loved ones. Share it with your friends. Um, the Lord laid this on my heart this morning. So it is hot off the press. I want to go right into it. Um, this word uh, comes from 1 Kings 17th chapter, the 5th verse. So Elijah did what the Lord had told him. And he went and lived by the brook of Sherith, east of the Jordan. And also 1 Kings 17 and 9. It says, get up and go to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Um, this uh, scripture Reminds me of a word some years ago that the Lord gave me. And I got a lot of backlash uh, for, for this word. But it, 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 it's so confirming um, right now. And I, and I just have to share it with you. The Lord revealed to me some time ago. That the, um, that the church was like unto a hospital. The church was like unto a hospital. Hallelujah. 
Now, you know, uh, if you go to the hospital and you're not treated properly, let's say you um, have a gunshot wound and you go to the hospital, you go into the emergency room and the doctor there, he looks at you and he says, oh, I see you have a gunshot wound. Well, I'm not going to operate uh, on you. I'm going to leave this uh, bullet wound, this bullet um, in your body, and I'm going to reevaluate you in a few days. So he prepares you to go home with that bullet still inside of your body. And he literally puts a band-aid over this a wound. He does not close it up. No, uh, he does not remove it, but he puts a, a bandaid on your wound and he sends you home. He discharges you. He lets you go home in the same condition that you came in. Now he may or may not uh, uh, tell you, well, uh, you know, you may have to take something for pain because it's going to be pretty painful. But he gives you your discharge papers. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I know that there are things that's going to happen when you go home and you have gone to the hospital, but you have not been treated properly. Now, not only is it going to affect you, but it's going to affect those that are close to you, those that are in your household, because some things are going to happen that they are going to see. Now, oftentimes, uh, bullets, when they are not removed in the hospital set, uh, setting, there are, are potential uh, uh, causes of pain, suffering, uh, you know, organ damage. Ultimately, your body will go into shock. You will become septic. You can have even cardiac arrest. Because you went to the hospital, but you didn't get the treatment that you needed. I want to tell you today that some people are in the same situation in the church. You go to church Sunday after Sunday. And you may even hear a word. You may, you know, jump and shout. But when you leave that church setting, you have not received the deliverance that you truly need. Uh, maybe it's an addiction that you've been struggling with for years and years. Um, you, you know, you, you said, I know I can do this. You know, you may have even gone to uh, uh, counseling or a three-step program, but here you are still addicted to drugs or maybe alcohol. Maybe you have a sexual, uh, uh, demon. Maybe it's a spirit of perversion, uh, that you've been dealing with. And you seem like you just, you, you crying out for help and you, you go to church and you hope that your need can be met, but you go there and you leave the same way you came. But I have a word for you today.
God says that I'm raising up a people that will be concerned about your soul wounds. He said, no longer will you have to be in a situation where you go to the hospital and you're not treated and you leave and you go home and you deal with the depression. You deal with the oppression. You deal with the suicide, uh, uh, um, the uh, suicide attempt and you never get your need met because you feel like you need help and the help that you need, you're not getting at church in a church setting. But I came to tell you on this morning that God says I'm bringing you out. I literally see that glass ceilings are being broken over you. Uh, you God says that he's bringing you and uh, he's shifting you. He's moving you. You're coming out of boxes. God says that there is movement. You are coming out of dry places where there is no nourishment for your soul. Hallelujah. God says, but I'm commanding you to go to a place where I will provide for you. I see spiritual coffins are being uprooted. No more spiritual abortion. No more, no longer will you abort what God has placed in you. There are uh, uh, spiritual provisions that are, that's coming to you. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you this. God says that in this season, you cannot be afraid to move for God says that I am in the move and I'm leading you to the place of provision. Now, I don't know about you, but at some point you have to be sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired. Hallelujah. So God is saying to you today. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to guide you. He says, I'm gathering up my people. Hallelujah. And he showed me that the sheep were being scattered. And I don't know if you know about grinding season. Hallelujah. But uh, uh, around grind, grinding season, you see uh, um, the sugar cane. Sometimes it blows off of the trucks. And it lands on side of the roads. And all you can see is dead cane on side of the road. But God says no longer. He said, because I'm sending shepherds to gather you and to harvest you and to, to, to lead you and to deliver you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I'm said to you today. Do not be afraid to go to your place of provision. He told Elijah to get there. He said, but he didn't just tell him to go somewhere. He literally told him where to go. So I asked God that he would open up your spiritual ear and that he will give you the directions and you will hear him clearly in order that you will be treated properly in order that you will be delivered in this season so that you can do and that you can become all that God has called you to be in the name of Jesus. I want to pray with you this morning. Father, I thank you 
for every person that will hear this word that you have given me this morning, God. And I thank you, God, that their ears and their eyes will be enlightened. Hallelujah. And God, I thank you that they will move and they will go to the places that you have commanded them, God, in order that they will be fed properly, God, in order that they will be treated properly, God, in order that they will be nourished properly, God so that they can become all that you have already predestined for them, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that whatever is in them, God, it's the ninth month, God, and it is the time of birthing forth, God, what you have placed on the inside of them, God. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, God, that they will be nourished, that they will be fed, God, but Lord, that they will be delivered from all that is keeping them, God, all that is binding them in the name of Jesus. So Father, be God in their lives on today, God, as you lead them and as you guide them into green pastures. God, I thank you that it's harvest time for them in the name of Jesus. God, I love you. And God, I magnify your name, God. And I thank you that all that will hear, God, will not only hear your word, God, but they will be doers of your word in Jesus' name. God, I thank you. Share this with someone. I know that not only you will be blessed, but they will bless, be blessed as well in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.